Chapter 15, Part 2 of The Colored Cadet at West Point, Autobiography of Lieutenant Henry Oshin Flipper, USA, First Graduate of Color from the U.S. Military Academy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James K. White. The Colored Cadet at West Point. Autobiography of Lieutenant Henry Oshin Flipper, USA, first graduate of color from the U.S. Military Academy. Chapter 15, Part 2 Cadet Flipper Again We have received several letters on the subject of Cadet Flipper, to whose treatment at West Point we recently called the attention of our readers. One of them is from a former instructor who bears a high testimony to Lieutenant Flipper's character. He writes, I want to thank you for your editorial in the Christian Union about Cadet Flipper. He was one of our boys, was with us in school from the beginning of his education till freshman year in college when he received his appointment to West Point. He was always obedient, faithful, modest, and in every way manly. We were sorry to have him leave us, but now rejoice in his victory and take pride in him. During all these years, in his correspondence with his friends, he has not, so far as I can learn, uttered a single complaint about his treatment. A second is from a Canadian reader who objects to our condemnation of the Anglo-Saxon race and insists that we should have reserved it for the Yankees. In Canada, he assures us the color line is unknown and that Negroes and Anglo-Saxons mingle in the same school and in the same sports without prejudice. Strange to say, the white men are not colored by the intercourse. The third letter comes indirectly from Lieutenant Flipper himself. In it, the writer gives us the benefit of information derived from the lieutenant. We quote, The italics are ours. Mr. Flipper is highly respected here, and has been received by his former teachers and friends with pleasure and pride. His deportment and character have won respect and confidence for himself and his race. As to his treatment at West Point, he assures me that the papers are far astray. There was no ostracism on the part of his fellow cadets except in the matter of personal public association. He was invariably spoken to and treated courteously and respectfully both as a cadet and officer. We are glad to be assured that it was not as bad as we had been informed by what we considered as good authority, and we are still more glad to know that Lieutenant Flipper, instead of making much of his social martyrdom, has the good sense to make as light of it as he conscientiously can. But if it is true that there were cadets who did not sympathize with the action of the class and were brave enough to speak to their colored comrade in private, it was a pity that they were not able to screw their courage up to a little higher point and put the mark of a public condemnation on so petty and cruel a persecution. The people at large seemed to be laboring under a delusion about West Point, at least the West Point that I knew. I know nothing of what West Point was or of what was done there before I entered the academy. I have heard a great deal and read a great deal and I am compelled to admit I have doubts about much of it. At the hands of the officers of the institution, my treatment didn't differ from that of the other cadets at all, and at the hands of the cadets themselves, 
it differed solely in the matter of personal public association i was never persecuted or abused or called by opprobrious epithets in my hearing after my first year i am told it has been done but in my presence there has never been anything but proper respect shown me i have mentioned a number of things done to me by cadets and i have known the same things to be done to white cadets for instance i was reported for speaking to a sergeant about the discharge of his duty see chapter ten latter part on that subject the same thing occurred to several members of the class of seventy four they were ordered into the rear rank by a sergeant of the second class when they were first classmen they were white the result was they were all three in number i think put in arrest some new england paper contributes the following articles to this discussion parts of which i quote the bigot and the snob the hilton seligman controversy is one of those incidents which illustrate some of the features of our social life the facts can briefly be stated a jewish gentleman of wealth and position applies for rooms at the grand union hotel saratoga and is flatly refused admission because he is a jew the public indignation is so great that the manager of the hotel is obliged to defend the act and puts in the plea that a man has the right to manage his property as he pleases but before our anger cools let us remember the case of the colored cadet at west point during his course he met with constant rebuffs he was systematically cut by his fellow schoolmates instead of extending to him a generous sympathy in his noble ambition they met him with sneers all the feelings which should guide a chivalric soldier and lead him to honor real heroism were quenched by the intense prejudice against color mean and despicable as is the spirit which prompted the manager of the grand union hotel to refuse to entertain the rich jewish banker that which influenced the young men at west point is still more deserving scorn and contempt it was meaner and more contemptible than cowardice prejudice against color within the last thirty years there has been a great change in public sentiment relating to colored persons that it has become wholly just and kind cannot be shown but it is far less unjust and cruel than it used to be in most of the old free states at least tidy intelligent and courteous american citizens of african descent are treated with increasing respect for their rights and feelings in public conveyances we find them enjoying all the consideration and comforts of other passengers at our public schools they have cordial welcome and fair play we often see them walking along the street with white schoolmates who have evidently lost sight of the difference in complexions colored boys march in the ranks of our school battalions without receiving the slightest insult colored men have been united states senators and representatives frederick douglass is marshal of the district of columbia there is one conspicuous place however where caste feeling seems to have survived the institution of slavery and that is west point there the old prejudice is as strong active and mean as ever of this there has been a recent and striking instance in the case of young flipper who has just graduated it appears that during his whole course this worthy young man was subjected to the most relentless snubbing all his fellow students avoided him habitually in the recitation room and upon the parade ground by day and by night 
he was made to feel that he belonged to an inferior and despised race, and that no excellence of deportment, diligence in study, or rank in his class could entitle him to the recognition accorded to every white dunce and rowdy. Yet, with rare strength of character, he persevered, and when, having maintained the standing of number fifty in a class of seventy-six, he received his well-earned diploma. There was a round of tardy applause. If West Point is to continue to be a school characterized by aristocracy based upon creed, race, or color, so undemocratic and unrepublican as to be out of harmony with our laws and institutions, it will do more harm than good, and, like other nuisances, it should be abated. If our rulers are sincere in their professions and faithful to their duties, a better state of things may be brought about. Military arts must be acquired somewhere, but if the present academy cannot be freed from plantation manners, it may be well to establish a new one without pro-slavery traditions, or, as has been suggested by the Providence Journal, to endow military departments in the good colleges where character and not color is the test of worth and manhood. From the New York Sun Colored Cadet Flipper Two hundred of his New York admirers honoring him with a reception. A reception was given last evening by Mr. James W. Moore in the rooms of the Lincoln Literary Musical Association, 132 West 27th Street, to Lieutenant H. O. Flipper of Georgia, the colored cadet who has just graduated at West Point. Mr. Moore has had charge of the sick room of Commodore Garrison since his illness. The chandeliers were decorated with small flags. On a table on the platform rested a large basket of flowers bearing the card of Barrett H. Van Alken, a grandson of Commodore Garrison. Among the pictures on the wall were many relating to Lincoln and the Emancipation Proclamation. Cheerful music was furnished from a harp and violin. The guests began to arrive about nine o'clock, the ladies in large numbers, and the room was soon a breeze with a buzz of conversation and the rustle of gaily colored dresses and bright ribbons. The grand entry was at a quarter before ten. Lieutenant Flipper entered the room in full uniform. A heavy yellow horsehair plume fell down over his cavalry helmet. His coat was new and bright, and glittered with its gold buttons and tasseled agulets. By his side hung a long cavalry saber in a gilt scabbard. His appearance was the signal for a buzz of admiration. He is very tall and well-made. Beside him was Mr. James W. Moore. Behind him, as he walked through the thronged rooms, were the Reverend Dr. Henry Highland Garnett and Mrs. Garnett, the Reverend E. W. S. Peck of the 35th Street Methodist Church, Mr. Charles Raymond Douglas, son of Fred Douglas, and United States Consul in San Domingo, the Rev. J. S. Atwell of St. Philip's Episcopal Church, the Rev. John Peterson, Professor Charles L. Reason of the 41st Street Grammar School, John J. Zulil, Richard Robinson, and others. The lieutenant was led upon the stage by Dr. Garnett and seated at the extreme left while Dr. Garnett took a seat at the extreme right. Next to the lieutenant sat Miss Martha J. Moore and Miss Fanny McDonough. Mr. P. S. Porter, Dr. Ray, Mr. Atwell, and Professor Reason completed the semicircle, 
of which Lieutenant Flipper and Dr. Garnett formed the extremities. The Reverend Mr. Atwell sat in the middle. After all were seated, Dr. Garnett called Mr. Douglas forward to a vacant seat on the platform. In introducing Lieutenant Flipper, Dr. Garnett said he had honored himself and his race by his good scholarship and pluck. Nowhere else was there, he thought, such iron-bound and copper-covered aristocracy as in West Point. Who could have thought that anyone wearing the shadowed livery of the burnished sun would ever dare to be an applicant? Young Smith's high personal courage had led him to resent a blow with a blow, and his career in the academy was cut short. Lieutenant Flipper had encountered the same cold glances, but he had triumphed and appeared before his friends in the beautiful uniform of the National Army. Applause. The doctor believed he would never disgrace it. Applause and waving of handkerchiefs by the ladies. At the close of his address, Dr. Garnett said, Ladies and gentlemen, I take great pleasure in introducing to you Lieutenant H. O. Flipper. The lieutenant rose and bowed low his hands resting on the hilt of his sabre. He said nothing. Mr. Douglas was introduced, but excused himself from speaking. Then Mr. James Crosby was called on. He said, when the regiment in which he was orderly sergeant had marched to Port Hudson, General Blank met it, and said to Colonel Nelson, Colonel, what do you call these? I call them soldiers, answered Colonel Nelson. Well, if these are soldiers, and if I've got to command niggers, the government is welcome to my commission. Take them down to the right to General Payne. He likes niggers. Soon afterward, added Mr. Crosby, occurred that terrible slaughter of the colored troops which you all remember so well. This year, Lieutenant Flipper and a nephew of General Blank graduated in the same class, and the colored man rated the highest. After the addresses, Lieutenant Flipper descended to the floor, and, without formal introductions, shook hands with all. He had taken off his cavalry helmet while sitting on the stage. Lemonade and ice cream were served to the guests. About two hundred persons, all colored, were present. The lieutenant will start for his home in Georgia on Monday. He will join his regiment, the 10th Cavalry, on the Rio Grande in November. From the Atlanta, Georgia Constitution. Flipper again. Flipper has flopped up again, and seems to be decidedly in luck. He has been transferred to the 10th Cavalry, which is alluded to by a New Orleans paper as the 10th Nubian Lightfoot. This, it seems to us, is a dark hint as to the color of this gallant corps, but as the state of Texas lies somewhere between New Orleans and the Rio Grande, we suppose the matter will be allowed to pass. But as to Flipper, Flipper has got his regiment, and he has had a reception at the hands of his colored friends and acquaintances in New York. Common people are generally embarrassed at receptions given to themselves, but not so with Flipper. The reception was exceedingly high-toned, as well as highly colored, and took place in the rooms of the Lincoln Literary Musical Association. Flipper, rigged out in full uniform, with a yellow horsehair plume flowing felicitously over his cavalry helmet, sailed in, according to accounts, just as chipper and as pert as you please. There was no lager beer handed around, but the familiar sound of the band, which was composed of a harp and a violin, made its absence painfully apparent. There were few speeches, but the affair was decidedly formal. When everything was ready for business, 
a party of the name of garnett rose and introduced flipper and in the course of his remarks took occasion to attack the newly made lieutenant by accusing him of wearing the shadowed livery of the burnished sun whereupon flipper got up placed his hands on the hilt of his bloody sabre and bowed the crowd then shook hands all around the music played and lemonade and ice cream were brought out from their hiding places and all went merry as the milkman's bell as we said before flipper is in luck he is a distinguished young man he will reach home during the present week and it is to be hoped that his friends here are ready to give him an ice cream lunch or something of that kind from the christian recorder lieutenant flipper in new york his reception calls on belknap lieutenant flipper has by his manly conduct and noble bearing his superior intellectual powers shown his fellow cadets and tutors that all the colored student wants is a chance his term of four years his graduation his appointment will all mark a new era in american history that the feat he has accomplished is appreciated has been shown in too many ways to mention his advent into new york city was marked by many courtesies his friends not unmindful of his new field and position tendered him a grand reception at lincoln literary hall on the thirtieth of june it was the writer's good fortune to arrive at new york just in time to be present and pay him similar honors with others the hall was tastefully and beautifully decorated with flowers and flags representing the different states in the union at the appointed hour the distinguished guests were seen gathering filling the hall to its utmost capacity among the number we noticed especially dr h h garnett and professor reason a few and appropriate remarks were made by dr garnett as an introduction after him others followed after these formal exercises were over mr flipper came down from the rostrum and welcomed his friends by a hearty shake of the hand then all supplied the wants of the inner man by partaking of cream cake and lemonade which were so bountifully supplied the evening was certainly a pleasant one as delightful as one could wish and i presume there was no one present who did not enjoy himself in addition to what has already been mentioned the occasion was still more enlivened by the strains of sweet music the exercises of the evening being concluded the distinguished guests departed each one for his home lieutenant flipper spent some days in new york and during this visit as he tells me ex-secretary belknap sent him a written invitation to call on him this he did and was received very cordially and congratulated on the victory achieved he spoke of the pros and cons and seemed anxious that success might attend his footsteps in all the avenues of army life that belknap is interested in the young soldier and desires his success i do not deny but whether the ex-secretary would have given him any assistance when in his power is a question i shall not presume to answer from the atlanta georgia constitution flying around flipper his reception upon his return home eagerness to shake the hand of the bad man with the government strops on a social reception on monday night flips done come home was the familiar and yet admiring manner in which the young negroes about town yesterday spread the information that second lieutenant henry o flipper of the tenth cavalry and the first colored graduate of the united states military academy at west point had arrived 
his coming has created quite a sensation in colored circles and when he appeared upon the streets last evening taking a drive with his delighted father he was the cynosure of all the colored people and the object of curious glances from the whites the young man had been there before however and took all the ogling with patience and seeming indifference once in a while he would recognize an old acquaintance and greet him with a smile and a bow the last number of frank leslie's illustrated newspaper contains an excellent likeness of flipper dressed in his cadet uniform his features betray his intelligence and indicate the culture which he has acquired by hard study his arrival here was the occasion of a buzz about the union depot his parents and a number of intimate friends were present to receive him and the scene was an interesting one to all concerned that's him said a dozen of the curious darkies who stood off and hadn't the honor of the youth's acquaintance they seemed to feel lonesome he's one of the united states gazettes shouted a young darky in reply to a query from a strange negro who has moved here since flipper went away but the young officer was speedily spirited out of the crowd and taken home to his little bed for a rest on the streets he was greeted by many of our citizens who knew him and who have watched his career with interest his success was complimented and he was urged to pursue his course in the same spirit hereafter among his colored friends he was a lion and they could not speak their praises in language strong enough a darky would approach the young man cautiously feel of his buttons and clothes and enthusiastically remark bad man with the government strops on these were the expressions of admiration that best suited the ideas of his delighted acquaintances they will give him a reception on monday night next at which all his friends will be present and some of our leading white citizens will be invited to be present we will try and give the young man's views and experiences in tomorrow's issue this paper is noted for its constant prevarication whatever it says about negroes is scarcely worth noticing for be it in their favor or not it is almost certainly untrue my delighted father was not within three hundred miles of atlanta when i reached that place i did not appear on the streets in uniform for several days after my arrival and then only at the request of many friends and an officer of the second infantry then at mcpherson barracks from the atlanta georgia republican lieutenant flipper arrived in our city last week on a visit to his friends his father lives in thomasville but he was educated in this city his intelligence and manly course has won for him the praise of even the bourbons from the atlanta georgia republican we acknowledge the courtesy of an invitation to a reception given to lieutenant h o flipper of the tenth cavalry by his colored friends in atlanta circumstances beyond our control prevented our attending we are informed it was a pleasant affair and that lieutenant flipper embraced the opportunity to give something of his four years experience at west point and to correct some of the misstatements of the atlanta constitution concerning the treatment he received while a cadet at the military academy an article alluding to this subject has been crowded out this week but will appear in our next issue from the augusta georgia chronicle and constitutionalist a falsehood the cincinnati gazette says lieutenant flipper 
the young colored man who is guilty of having been graduated with credit from west point continues to be the butt of georgia democratic journals we would like to know where the gazette gets its information flipper has been treated with nothing but kindness in georgia wherever he has reviewed the colored military accounts of the reviews have been published but we have yet to see a single word in a georgia paper in disparagement or ridicule of the colored graduate witness the following from the atlanta constitution flipper as a fraud freeman's protege on southern civilization he talks at the reception and makes of himself an ass the anomalous creature on exhibition he shows the cloven foot last night the colored people of the city gave a reception to flipper of the united states army they did this from a feeling of pride over the fact that one of their color a townsman had succeeded in attaining his rank they doubtless little suspected that he would make such use of the occasion as he did more than one of them so expressed their feeling before the evening ended the relations between the races in this city have for years been such as to make remarks like those in which flipper indulged not only uncalled for but really distasteful they are not to be blamed for his conduct the crowd that gathered in the hall on the corner of mitchell and broad streets was large it was composed almost entirely of well-dressed and orderly colored people there were present several of the white male and female teachers of the negro schools also some of our white citizens occupying back seats who were drawn thither by mere curiosity flipper was dressed lavishly in regimentals and gold cord and sat upon the stage with his immense and ponderous cavalry sabre tightly buckled around him he had the attitude of wellington or grant at a council of war he was introduced to the audience by j o wimbish a high-toned negro politician as was of this city who bespattered the young warrior with a eulogy such as no schoolmaster would have written for less than five dollars c o d it was real slushy in its copiousness and diffusiveness flip fires off he arose with martial mane and his left hand resting on his sabre hilt he said some weeks ago he had been called upon at a reception in new york to make a speech but he had reminded the gentleman who called upon him that he had been taught to be a soldier and not an orator while upon this occasion he still maintained that he was not an orator yet he would tell them something of his career at west point he referred to his colored predecessors in the academy and their fates particularly of smith whose last year there was his f's first during that year on smith's account he had received his worst treatment at the academy prejudice against us was strong there at that time during his first encampment he had a better time than almost any man in his class in eighteen seventy four smith left and a rumor prevailed that he f was afraid to stay and was going to resign colonel upton the commandant sent for him to his house told him not to do so but to stick it out of course he had no intention of resigning and he followed this superfluous advice so far as the cadets were concerned they always treated me fairly would speak to me and some came to my room and talked with me but the only thing they did that was wrong perhaps was that they would not associate with me openly 
the officers always treated me as well as they did any other cadet all these reports about my bad treatment there especially in southern newspapers are absolutely false i will read and comment upon some of these articles in the constitution of last saturday it said i had the hardest four years of any cadet who ever passed through the academy that is in some respects true but not wholly so speaking of ben butler's son i am proud to say that among the three hundred cadets i hadn't a better friend than the son of the massachusetts statesman applause as to mr bigelow's son mentioned here i know him well and his whole family his father the distinguished ex-secretary of state his mother and his two sisters and have met them at their home mrs bigelow recognizing my position and thinking to assure my feelings sent me a nice box of fruit with her compliments he then commented on articles from beecher's christian union the new york tribune harper's weekly and the new york telegram characterizing many of their statements about himself as false end of chapter fifteen part two recording by james k white chula vista